Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected, and spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching us this truth for eons, that we're all one. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Monument Mastery. I am sorry, I messed that word up. Momentum. Momentum. You know what? You're right. And I knew that. (laughs) Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Is Momentum Mastery with Thomas Young. Um, We like to uh, welcome Thomas to Awake to Oneness Radio. I discovered Thomas and your work uh, through a film, uh, Awake in the Dream. And when I saw that film, I just loved um, your interview. And I invited you to be my guest, and you graciously accepted. Thank you again. I hope. I, with words sometimes, I knew it was momentum. <laughs> and I said the wrong word. But thank you, Thomas. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. Please share with our listeners your journey. Well, First of all, very much appreciated that invitation. Aloha to everybody. I'm Thomas Young. I'm a German-born heart teacher, wisdom teacher, um, residing part-time in Hawaii, which is sort of the home of my heart or home of my soul. I very much love that. And I've been offering heart-centered work since 17 years, almost two decades now. And this work is has been in the first years a lot about creating temple atmospheres where people can have breakthroughs into the very depths of their souls. That may, that may sound very simple, but actually having an in-depth soul experience is much more than reading about the soul or having an understanding about it. It's, it's a first heart experience and you're shaken to the core if you have it or showered with bliss, hard to find the right work if you inwardly connect to your own divine resources or heritage. So I've been doing a lot of these things, um, heart initiations, 10 days, weekends, and then this teaching has been diversified into a lot of arenas. It's based on the ancient mystery school teachings, and we do four sacred arts. We do healing, so that I work, uh, dream work, mm-hmm. I love dream work, because uh, we are guided by dreams as well, or healed, or being directed, and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, now, since two, three years, I wonder whether the work is all about getting a spiritual high or peak experience, because I see a lot of people after that, two weeks later, one month later, gliding back into their usual everyday pattern, so to speak. Yes. And um, I'm very fascinated by how we manifest, mm-hmm. um, how we bring our heart into our everyday world, into our relationships, our jobs, 
because I think that this uh, tension between the opposite or the, the, the polar sides of reality has to be embraced. There isn't the mystic on the mountain and the merchant on the marketplace. It has to come together and also inwardly has mm -hmm. to come together. And therefore we need a center, which is the heart. And since two, three years, um, I developed a process called Momentum Mastery. <laughs> yes. I hear a lot of people all over the world just mixing it up. <laughs> But I love it. I love it. Now, before, before we get into that, can you yes. please share a little bit of your backstory, how this all came to be for you? Well, I grew up in Germany and um, studied there a very creative life, so to speak. And I ran into two teachers, one um, a very wise lady, uh, coming from the heart, doing uh, work as a trans, deep trans medium. Mm -hmm. uh, so she accompanied me for six years, and then I was doing a lot of work with an American mystic, Brew Joy, uh, the next six years. So I have sort of a very balanced um, feminine, masculine, female, male mm -hmm. teaching um, experience, and especially... Um, the later time was Brew, who became a mentor and friend of my soul, um, influenced me very much. I, I experienced heart initiations myself, and it was as if I could, uh, I was mm, gifted with a, a, a glance beyond the veils of my own life. Mm -hmm. Sort of see what was leading me into that moment or situation which decisions um, and at my life's crossing, so to speak. And I could also see the future in becoming. I, I, I could see it like if I do this decision, it would lead me to that crossing. And then two ways to go. And again and again, I, I could see a lot of ways which were possible to walk from there. But it was as if one way had the greatest light or the greatest love or was in, in deepest alignment with my soul. And so I did my very best to choose that path. Right. Maybe sometimes I'm off and I cost correct. It does, it's not about perfection, but it's like if you walk the part of your soul, the path of your soul, of your heart, you walk happy. You walk in alignment. So you walk true. it yourself. And, um, doesn't mean there's no pain yes there are ups and downs and this is and that but it's it's your very unique path yes. and i believe that everybody has that sacred dream and the momentum mastery is a process to manifest the sacred dream of your soul it's not so much about becoming the richest most famous da -da 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 -da. it's about manifesting the uniqueness which you are the dream of your soul into 3d reality and i believe that there is uh it's possible in a much deeper way than we have been uh, introduced to it through uh things like the secret mm -hmm. it's a lot about the mental focus but i believe we have to touch into deeper uh realms of consciousness where we think those thoughts 
which you know supposed to change our reality and then this success to the, to that realms or those realms this is what i teach in my courses and i, I don't have clients or something I, I have fellow adventurers consciousness pioneers right. um so you don't have to have a problem to come to my course <laughs> it's you're ha you're happily invited to right. walk with me towards the edge of consciousness and beyond wow. and, and that is what i do all over the place and it's for me it's a privilege and and uh, a joy to do it yes. and I, um, I i love doing this momentum process process right now in two weeks the book is coming out living your momentum or live your momentum oh, in germany okay. reading it right now into english see Great. it's coming out in the states and then wonderful wonderful now i i i i hear what you're saying and i resonate Mm -hmm. so completely because I I did I was excited when I heard about the secret coming out and I rushed to, to get it yes. and I I put it in and I, I I I was disappointed I was disappointed because I felt like okay I I heard all this before it's no secret the, the first my first <laughs> my first thought the secret is not a secret yeah, right but there was no new information in there for me and i think that was in 2007 or uh, maybe before so uh, somewhere around there and there was no new information for me the new information for me came when i watched a few months later the film what the bleep have you ever yeah. heard of what the bleep oh of course it yes. was quantum physics and that was the film that i had what, what, like you said, from the heart, mm -hmm. I had my heart awakening to the truth of oneness from what the bleep. It was yeah. one, one sentence that Lynn McTaggart said was, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of mm -hmm. separateness. Mm -hmm. yes. And that, something woke up inside of me. My soul, like, said, yeah, this is true. If we truly, and it's very, for me, I keep it very simple. It's all, we're all one. It's all connected. It's there's no separation. That's just an illusion in the dream, like waking up in the dream. I believe once you wake up in this dream, what you want to do is share that awakening. Um, and like you said, it has to come from the heart. It has to mm -hmm. come from within each person uniquely. They to, to discover their unique path, their unique mm -hmm. journey, and so that's why. We came here to do that. We came to be a unique aspect of the divine and to shine our light. And by following our heart and by following our soul guidance. And like you said, we sometimes we, we're not always on that path. You know, our soul is, but our soul is always nudging us. You know, yeah. if, we, we, if we make a misstep, our soul, you know it right away because your soul like, nah, this way. I want you to go this way. So it's so great. So please share more about um, the, the workshops that you do. Well, first of all, I would agree to what you say and add that if we want to break through the veil of illusion, uh, it's not a mental thing because our mind is so used to operate on separateness so to speak yes. it's analyzing it's criticizing it's it's scrutinizing so it always puts reality into 
this is and that's into A and B's and polarities actually. Right. So we, we need a sort of change of focus in ourselves to another realm of consciousness, which I call the heart. And um, for me, that is a, how do you say, a fountain of strengths. It's, it's not a soft heart. It's not these, these esoteric, pinkish, uh, fluffy heart. Right. It's a very powerful thing to be experienced. And then that uh, directly connects you because the, the virtues or values or qualities of the heart center like compassion, uh, innate harmony, the healing presence, unconditional love, they will hold you into that connection Yes. on a daily basis True. because you can sort of fall fall out or right. get out very fast right yes. <laughs> i agree with you so much and like you said like people will come to your workshops and they'll have a, like the high and then a few weeks later they're back to their old routine so i understand what you're saying it's living that truth that you yes. tap once you tap into it living it moment i don't even say day to day i say living it moment to moment it's a mm -hmm. moment to moment remind i remind myself every moment of every day the truth of reality you know that this is a dream of my own creation and that the highest vibrations are love and thankfulness and in every moment there's something to be thankful for and that and we can focus on the things we're thankful for in, in, in the moment, or we can focus on something we think we need, but we have everything we need. So the, the truth, and it's just being in the now and remembering the truth that it's a beauty, you know, there's a blessing in every now moment. And that's the thing you have to do on a moment to moment basis, I think, you know, so I, I love, and have you ever heard of heart math? Of course, I okay. love being you know, their teachings. Um, yes, know them in a yes. I, I had I, Howard Martin on uh, maybe a year ago, but from HeartMath. Yes, but go ahead. Yeah, they they have a very scientific approach, which um, I think it's it's fabulous. Um, in order to uh, do all these experiments on on heart coherence and heart and mm -hmm. meditation, how they influence the body. Uh, how they prevent uh, diseases to even exist and so on and so forth. So I'm very aware of those teachings or those, those experiments. However, um, what I'm doing is I'm sort of holding a golden thread coming out of the mystery school traditions, mm -hmm. very ancient heart-centered teachings on the one hand, and then I open up myself for medicine coming from the future, uh, for inspirations which are not even there. Right. And combine that and create new things out of it. Um, I you were asking about the workshops. Right. Um, so, uh, for instance, I have one workshop uh, which is called called Seven Hearts, and um, it's about six unique ways, six hearts, mm -hmm. uh, like a six star, if you want, six different angles to lighten up the sevens, the whole star. And um, so people are exploring how, uh, what is my unique key in this phase of my life? And that's, this might be different for a young mother with four screaming kids yeah. to an old lady who's about to 
pass over to her Sky family. Right. So it's like um, you may need very different keys for different phases in your life. Um, and in a lot of spiritual passes, we do not have um, this uh, I, which also takes the individual approach mm-hmm. into account. We have a whole lot of traditions coming from India and the Far East and also Christianic traditions, which are very um, principled, and you have to fit in the principle. And um, the uniqueness or the, the, individual, the individual approach for you being a sacred divine soul and a body uh, who's um, looking for a unique expression and maybe also for a unique key. Yes. It's not to be taken into account a lot, so I have workshops for that. Mm. Um, Very good. I love that. So it's your your approach, um, it, it, it centers on the individual, their uniqueness. And because like you say, you can't fit everybody in the same no, you oh. can't super, superimpose. I think yes. that's a model. You superimpose something on people and they have to fit in. Of course, there are, in an initiatory process, there are steps to be taken and you have to sort of surrender personal will to divine will if you want. Mm-hmm. But um, until you reach there, we are so different. Um, for instance, I have a workshop tonight with 70 to 100 people in Hamburg called Seven Generations, where I clear um, the ancestry, clearing it in the sense that the indigenous people, Christian beliefs are that through seven generations, we store up in our cell, in our body, in our physical memory, Mm. everything which happened in a clan. So who knows what happens happened in your clan, like maybe for two or three generations, but four, five, six, seven, okay. let's say somehow in the, un, in, in the unconscious, but still in the physical system. Mm-hmm. So we, we do not come as a carte blanche. We come as highly defined and highly conditioned okay. individuals mm-hmm. in this world. And I think one part of spiritual work is also to, in the best sense, um, decondition yourself from those informations which are no longer serving uh, the highest well-being of your soul right. or of the, of the whole. And we are like, like transition generations. Mm-hmm. What was true for 2,000 years, it's not true any longer. It doesn't work any longer. Right. Family structures are in different patchwork families, single households. Uh, we have to redefine our whole way of interacting and also approaching spirituality. And, and therefore, uh, if we do that with all this ancient information, which mm-hmm. is not serving us, or the traumas of um, the clan, that is not beneficial. You can be a person who is, uh, let's say, clairvoyant, right. but you can come out of a clan which doesn't know anything about clairvoyancy, and you have all the different voices in your system, which are saying, oh, don't listen to that. Don't mm-hmm. follow your hunches, don't follow your impulses. But you know, <laughs> right. it's the only thing to do. So it's like, um, we have to clear that. And um, part of the work is clearing that stuff out of the way, all the programs which are sort of um, hindering 
right. blocking you from accessing your deepest, richest success of your soul, right. as well as um, focusing on your very strengths, right. which is most of the work, like like focusing on um, the sacred divine mm-hmm. um, success, which, which everyone has. Yes. And um, strengthen the strengthening that to the max so i would say i offer rearms where people can have reverential experiences mm-hmm. they can okay. for the for the first time they feel what it is to be in the heart they don't talk about it or re- read it in the biography of a mystic they are their own experiments they feel it and they will feel it and then they they are showered and then they are changed by themselves. I'm just, just the catalyst who's holding the space yes. and, and initiating it. But it's something in yourself. In the ancient mystery school traditions, what you would do is you would lead people to a threshold. Mm-hmm. And if you cross that threshold, and you can only do that by your own will and in your own heart, right. you will enter a transpersonal realm. So... Um, this is what you do. You guide people to the threshold and then they jump or they don't. But if they are open enough, right. um, they will be right. embracing and receiving um, this beneficial energies. Right. This is like the foundation of my work, okay. getting people into a first heart experience. And then now, what do we do afterwards? How do we speak from the heart? How do we listen with our heart? How do we go into the unconscious and not scared to do it? Right. How do we, do we go up and, and have a look over our soul's path? Right. That's right. Um, part yes. of that work. Well, yes. one, of, one of the things for me that helps to keep me in the truth of oneness and living yes. it daily, daily and is not watching mainstream news um, mainstream media I stopped watching news myself I got a, a strong <laughs> message from my heart yeah. and my soul after 9-11 in 2001 it, it said turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on and I didn't know why at that time. I wasn't awake to the truth of oneness at that time. And I didn't know why, but I knew it was coming from my heart. And I was like, okay. I turned it off. And I've never turned it on since. So I think that's one of, for me, keeps me <laughs> grounded. Because it, it keeps that noise, a distraction of mainstream media out of my, my consciousness. But so. you know who your president is right now. You're aware of that, right? <laughs> I know, and it's okay. You know what? It's <laughs> yes, I do happen to know. I actually, okay. I do. You know what? All the news that I need to hear does come to me, and okay. I have nothing but love for President. Donald. I, I like to call him the Donald. I have nothing but love for him because I know he's he's not. There's no one excluded from oneness. So, uh, you know, if I didn't have anything but love for him, that I'm not really walking my truth of oneness. You yeah. know, so, and I believe that everything happens for our highest good. I do. So he's in the position that he's in for our highest good. Uh-huh. I believe that. I do. All right. I You're believe in- I, yeah. I believe our soul knows what's going on. Because <laughs> even when, when I found out, 
because I didn't find out right away. I did vote. I wrote I, I wrote in Bernie. Okay. Yeah. I love Bernie. So I, I did vote and I did I don't have news. So that whole next day, I didn't know what happened. Um, I teach piano lessons and my seven-year-old piano student came in all sad and I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, I'm upset because Donald won. I was like, you know what? You're the first person to tell me this. And I, said, <laughs> I said, please don't be up. I gave him a big hug. I said, don't be upset. It's all good. Because when I sensed earlier in that day that Donald had won, my soul was overjoyed. I go by my soul, and it was overjoyed for some reason. I'm like, I don't know why, but it's overjoyed for some reason, so mm. I'm going to go with it. It's He is he's there for our highest good, so yeah. it's, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, in, <laughs> Europe, in Europe, they look at this with slightly different eyes. But okay. What you say, <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of, um, of Ram Das. Okay. Uh, the spiritual teacher who's now living on Maui, I think he's still alive in yes. his late 80s. Yes. He once said on a talk, um, oh, he has so much love in his heart, and then he has his altar, and then there's Jesus, Mother Mary, and Mary Magdalene, and Mother Teresa, and then there is Kaspar Weinberger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was so difficult for him to laugh Casper. Okay. But Casper would resemble everything he doesn't like. Okay. And it was so hard. It was so hard for him to practice love for Casper. Okay. And so you're reminding me um, of well, that. Well, and are you familiar with Conversations with God? The, okay. In the in the book one, very early, like on the second or third page, it says Hitler went to heaven. And if when you understand this, you will understand all of this teaching mm -hmm. that there is no separation. That's who if whatever we quote unquote dislike is an aspect of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So all we, we have to we have to shine love on it, you know, mm -hmm. shine a light of love that will transmute and transform everything. So there is no one from past, present, future that. I have nothing but love for because I know that that there is no separation. They're part, a part of me. So I know Donald Trump is a part of me. So I have nothing but love for him. And mm -hmm. I do believe that him coming into office has stirred things up. And I think things need to be stirred up. And that was kind of he's the catalyst of yeah. even stirring people's emotions up because those emotions have to come up and rise up. And, and transmute for us to make the shift, you know, the consciousness shift to a higher level as a collective. So all of that muck, it has, it's kind of like when you think of, um, you know, a fish tank and, and all of the muck that settles to the bottom, it has to be stirred up. And I think he's the catalyst that is stirring up all that muck. So. That's certainly one way to see it. Mm -hmm. and very spiritual perspective, social perspectives on it might be different, but let's not give him too much space in this interview. He has yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> he, he has enough space in mainstream yes. media. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> so please share with us some of uh -huh. your, of your yeah. methods of bringing people to that heart-centered 
experience. Right. I, I wanted before I wanted to to uh, add some thought to one of your thoughts. You said okay. that gratitude or thankfulness is a major spiritual uh, virtue value, and I think that's very true. Um, I find it very intriguing that uh, the happy end and thankfulness are like brothers and sisters. They're always going hand in hand. Yes. And if, if um, consciousness, as we know, is not bound to uh, time, it's timeless. Yes. If, you, if you then practice thankfulness and, and sort of take the happy end or the what you envision as a happy end, you in a year, you in five years, or you with your most beloved project or the, your dream manifested. Yes. We would call that the happy end. Right. And if you put that into your heart now mm-hmm. and connect, connect it with gratitude or thankfulness, you are becoming the happy end right now, even if it's not mirrored in 3D reality now, but it's like you were pregnant with your own happy end. Yes. It's only a matter of time because the universe is, uh, it, it has been pledged into resonating. It cannot, it, it, it has to resonate. It, it's built up by resonances. So if you broadcast through your most powerful broadcast station, which is not the mind, but the heart, yes. with every heartbeat that vision and gratitude into the world, it will become step-by-step reality. Uh, It will become not only by sitting on the couch and and doing that, but also by proactively um, going for it and decide. If doors are opening, go for it, decide, take take action. But always with that happy end in the now, in the heart, and with his sister, gratitude. Yes. So it's like when you were when you were asking me what methods, it's um, very hard to describe. Of course, you can say I, I do a lot of guided meditations. They are all fourteen CDs or whatever, and um, a guided med- meditation is a good method. Right. But it's it's much more what you experience when you are together in a circle mm-hmm. and, and you create a circle, first there are 30, 50 uh, maybe egos. Mm-hmm. And after a while there are 40, 50 souls shining through. So it's always a, uh, a movement from the egoic parts of yourself, um, personality parts to the the uh, the greatness of your soul. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that in America, there's this definition, ego means EGO, edging got out. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh-huh. that's what we don't want. Right. We don't want. Right, right. <laughs> get stuck in that sort right. of uh, separation. Mm-hmm. And with the heart center as our foundation, our alpha and omega, the beginning and the end in and of yeah. itself, we create a heart space. Mm-hmm. And in that heart space, healings happen, reconnections with your spiritual heritage, divine heritage happen, dreams suddenly come in. Uh, people explore 
themselves very differently. Mm -hmm. They see themselves differently. And in a way that um, we do not judge each other. No more judgments, right? No more comparisons. And when that happens and people look at each other with the eye of the soul, um, the, the, the stage is there for spirit to enter. Um, it's like you combine uh, an individual call, call to the divine with 40, 50 people. You have a much more powerful call. That's, how, that's why we come together in groups. Otherwise, we could read books or be on a mountaintop, which we can also do, and which is not a bad thing. Right. But the, the blessing of group work is that this force field, the spiritual force field, that the field, yes. you create a field, and the answer is much more powerful in that field. So this is what I uh, love to create, and uh, I think that's, that's basically... It sounds simple, but you, as a teacher, you have to be on the lookout um, when somebody's coming from the ego or from the soul, and you have to gently, or not gently, or whatever is it, um, is the best tool in that moment right. to make sure that no ego takes over the circle. Mm -hmm. Also, not the ego of the teacher. Right. So you have to know that in yourself. Sure. When am I coming from? Uh, egoic parts or when I'm, when I'm in full contact with my soul and you have to have a very clear um, knowing or knowledge who you are. Yes. This is key to any teaching. If you, don't, if you do not have that. So true. <laughs> that is so true. There, you, you, you touched upon so many things and I'm making mental notes. Um, <laughs> going back to the now, um, being yeah. thankful in the now. Um, one of the key pieces of my awakening was understanding that time is an illusion. That that vision of the of like my vision, I have so my vision. Um, um, my son transitioned two and a half years ago, and his name was Kyle. And I started a foundation, the Kyle Foundation, and the vision for the Kyle and Kyle stands for keep your light expanding k-y-l-e um and my vision is to have a, a oneness center a oneness community center here in my area and yeah. that vision um is here in the now because there is no time so if if you can dream it and imagine it it exists because okay. you it, and, and it exists right here and now. Even if we can't touch it right here and now, but it still is here and now. And it's up to us to raise our vibration so we are touching it. So that was very key to my awakening, knowing that it is here and now. And that what, that's how I can be thankful for it here and now, because I know it is here. Right. So, yes. well, for, especially for, for that thing, which, which is a project of your heart, very much in alignment with your soul. Yes. I created this momentum mastery process. I have like 14 steps yes. which um, strengthen that vision in the now. Oh, cool. Which, which uh, sort of keep it in your everyday awareness. Yes. It's like like um, you're sorting off, you're sort of building a spiritual vessel for it. Yes. To, to take a metaphor. And you're nourishing that vessel daily. When you connect that vessel with the rest of the universe, then you engage the uh, benevolent forces or the agents of the universe 
to bless this vessel and, and that dream and to interact with it. Yes. Then you would at one point um, speak your own dream sacred. You, you would make it sacred, not, not the Pope, not, not the shamanic leader, not the guru, not the teacher. You yourself would do a sacred commitment and, and um, sort of um, making your dream a sacred dream. And, and you commit yourself to the heart, uh, which is a very powerful thing. Then, if we do that, we also have to take into account that whenever we, we make a step into a bigger uh, arena, a realm of consciousness, there's also a force pulling back. It's like you um, take a step, and then your old self comes in after a while, Ah, oh. yes, we, my hormones, they, they put out that beautiful emotion of guilt. Let's put it out again. And then <laughs> the system puts out guilt again, but you know there's no guilt at all in this universe. But you right. have experience. Right. What the heck is my, my physical system doing? So all the subconscious programs are starting to kick in, and you have to have, you have to keep it in, uh, in your awareness that that happens and it's like your spirit mm -hmm. has to frustrate your old self or an addiction or a habits. Yes. You have to frustrate your habits. Don't let the habit frustrate you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, you have to be a very keen, keep up a very keen spirit and then very aware that this happens. Right. And then when you're through that, you're suddenly entering realms where time is different than collective time. This is what I would call a momentum. So you are not only the dancer, you're also the dance and what dances through you. The dance of the dance and the being danced, uh, or a painter, or um, an actor, an athlete. Um, suddenly you're on top of your game and you don't think about it, it just happens. Yes, yes. And, and, and the thing is, all the people you interview about this moment, they say, time was different. Um, it, it was just so slow. Yes. I had all the time in the world to do this movement, for instance. Yes. I, I had, um, um, two years ago, the first a Momentum Mastery Yelly program with a group over five models, whatever, came together. And sometimes there are individuals with very acute consciousness who are dreaming up the whole thing beforehand mm. on the first day or something. Uh, they get a dream. And there's a mystic from Bavaria. Yes, they exist, mystics in Bavaria. <laughs> Not only Oktoberfest and Lederhosen, um, so there are mystics. And, and he was in the, in the group, and he had a dream. Mm -hmm. And he was dreaming a soccer game, the, the, the final, like Super Bowl, but right. soccer, American football. The Momentum Mastery fighters were playing the Inner Inertia Devils. And um, the problem was the Momentum Mastery fighters were all very tiny, like, you know, Okay. Five feet, and the others were like six foot four, and um, yes. very uh, 
built uh, muscled up guys. Right. And he was going back and forth, one, one, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, he was um, the offense in the momentum mastery, um, the striker, the, the goal getter. And he get, gets this thing from the side and goes into the air and sort of shoots it while he's attacked by four guys and boom, like, like a rocket into the corner, bam. Uh, applause, applause. And then he's getting interviewed. How did you do it? And he's answering like all the sports. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes. something was a timing. Yes. I had all the time in the world. It was flowing differently. I don't know yes. how. Yes. And I'm, I believe that this is a realm of consciousness, a, a, uh, an arena which you can consciously evoke so you can enter it without being in the stadium and then that thing has to come from the right or without having a, a nearby accident or something. Right. Right. The soul. You can consciously evoke and enter those spaces. And, and that's also what fascinated you so much at the bleep. If you yes. enter the space where reality is not defined yet, but that's very tough to enter. It's like, if it were easy, yeah, every disease, gone in a sec. Right. But obviously we need, uh, with our old genetic material, which we are, right. uh, we need some time or we need some training to really get deep enough into these three arms of pure consciousness or heart consciousness or down to the bottom of ground of reality or where, where it manifests and where... Mm -hmm. Yes. Then become one thought, right. one focus, one attention, one movement. Suddenly, the neurochemical portals open up and your um, system goes into self-healing. Yes. Which, although you wish it so much, although you want it so much, although you pray for it so much, in another realm, the neurochemical portals do not open up for whatever reasons. Right. And this is very interesting. We are now knowing a lot more about the brain. Um, uh, you mentioned Lynn McTaggart, the Institute yes. of Heart Mavs, Bruce Lipton, all the other people. Yes. Uh, Joe Dispenza, Tralala. They, they are all um, doing their research around the brain and, and uh, the reptilian brain, the limbic system, the neocortex. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that if we have that in sort of alignment, we can have the most powerful um, manifestation. Yes. And the limbic system, which is steering the hormones and the emotions, that is a very crucial key. Uh, the Buddhistic uh, practicing, becoming one, becoming centered, one thought, neocortex. But what do you do with the limbic system? where our emotions are stored. And there, the heart-centered teachings come into play because the heart masters the emotional body. It does not suppress it like the mind would do, or the neocortex would also sort of, if it doesn't want to push it to the side. It masters the emotional body. It integrates the emotions. It transforms it. It's like um, it can take fear, and it transforms it into a certain form of alertness. It takes mm -hmm. uh, aggression and it sort of 
transformed into divine passion. And, and so um, the heart has a master key to the limbic system, which we need in order to, if we want to go into self-healing, right. to open up the neurochemical portals and um, keeps us in connection with the universe. So, so it, it, it sort of prevents us from getting into the illusion of separateness, which we yes. fall into time and again yes. Yes. very easily. Well, you just hit upon the key, what you just beautifully said what I was trying to say with the stirring up the emotions. Yes. That is what the Donald. No, no, we don't want to talk about him anymore. Okay, we're not going to talk about him. But that is what, but that's what he's, that is, that's what's happening in America. And I think worldwide, but especially in America, it's stirring up all those emotions that can't be suppressed. They're, you know, we, we're trained to do that. You know, don't cry, you know, yeah, hold right. it in. You know, we're trained, society tells us to suppress our emotions, yeah. but they need to be stirred up so we can transform them, like you said. So, yes, <laughs> yes, so, yes, so, yeah. It seems like you're perfectly right. You cannot suppress anything actually spiritual work is about um keeping your heart so wide that you can always say from with the eye of the mystic and i'm that as well right. i have a normal in me i'm the good the bad the ugly and and it's all part of me so this is always the wise sentence Tatvamazi, i'm also that yes. and all of that Yes, yes, yes. I find it in myself and connect it to my heart there's a healing pattern in the world if i cut it off, um, it becomes unconscious, and it becomes charged. It, I mean, isn't it astounding that you have this uh, generation, um, the fathers who grew up in the 50s and the 70s, we call it here in Germany, it's called um, the economic wonder. They were very fo focused on material things. Yes. up society after World War II. Yes. How the heck can they have kids who are tattooed all over the place, um, who have piercings, mm -hmm. who are raving towards the Berlin Wall in a love parade? Yes. It's like Dionysus has coming. Yes. If Apollo is too, too strict, too ordered, right. too much um, in the mind, Dionysus comes in and wow. Here's ecstasy, here's emotions, here's dance. Yes. Uh, so freedom. It's like yes. It's freedom. freedom. Yeah. Yes, freedom. Yes. So you cannot suppress anything. Exactly. It will come up. It has and, to. And it will come up as the next generation, and they are so creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> very true, very true. And I, I truly believe that true freedom comes from expressing from your soul, from your heart, with no fear. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Just you no. Know, just bringing what's in uniquely inside of you up and sharing it with the world with absolute no fear. Fear, and that's true freedom. Yes. That's yes. true freedom, and that's also true spirituality. I would say that mm -hmm. do if you do not listen to the voice of fear in yourself, or every time you hear it, you are not 
you're gently pushing it to the side. Yes, I know you are my fearful voice, but I will not listen to you. I will speak and act from my heart or from, um, from my soul. And this is like, um, I would say it's not always what people learned in their childhood or in their school where they are sort of having to adapt to um, collective processes, to societies. So they haven't been trained in that. And we have to sort of uh, repractice getting access sometimes to the voice of our heart. When we hear it, we have to practice to have the guts and the courage to also speak it. Yes. There are so many... I once heard Judith Olof, the American clairvoyant psychiatric, give a talk in Hamburg, and um, she was giving a talk in a, in a prison for women and asking these women uh, who were there for very different reasons if before they did commit whatever crime it was, if they had heard that voice inside which said, don't do that. Right. Yeah. And 400 arms are up. They all had heard it. Okay. But they didn't follow. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's hearing it and preparing the space to follow, to go through, and also to develop a, um, I would say, a higher form of trust in yourself. And that you can only, if you have the experience, yes. of how that is. Therefore, I'm always ending up in referential or reference experiences yes. where you can um, you always get the signature that compassion is fine oh, yes. try. wonderful yes of course but really incarnating it and yes. acting from it completely different story and um, if people have experienced it they they just naturally come from that space. If they have only read it, maybe they force themselves into coming from that space, right? But it's not the same. Right. So we, we have to um, somehow dance an energy dance where we um, get access to that realms, have a first heart experience, and then try to integrate that into our everyday awareness. Um, and it's possible. We can have switches, impulses, reminders. We can have a daily meditation, which sort of centers us. Heart-centered teaching is a lot of um, having a decent mystery and not an essence mystery. My approach is not to get people out of their body into whatever spaces, but to get heaven on earth. And that means incorporate your soul <clears throat> to incorporate the divine forces yes. coming yes. an agent for it without religion necessarily. Spiritual right. experience means first, first-hand first force that you experience religion. Maybe you can, but who knows? Um, so in my courses, there are people from all walks of life, all yes. religions, no religions, shamanic ways, spiritual passes. Everything is welcome. Because all these ways have a heart chamber yes. in the midst of their teachings, and um, it can be accessed, and you can have your own dialogue 
with God, if you think he's outside, or with your own divinity, if you think it's inside. However you are framing it or exactly. um, having a connotation with it, um, I'm fine with everything. Um, and, and then the stage opens up for an individual, a group, a logical active to um, embody their heart. And uh, this is what we train in this Live Your Momentum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. It's so true what you're saying. And it, it, it is the, the experience because you, you can, like you said, you can read something in the book, in the book and it can sound really beautiful, but you need to experience to really, to be able to grasp onto it in that now moment when you when your soul is saying mm, you shouldn't do that then you when you have that heart experience you 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 know from experience i need to listen yeah. to myself yes so so true so true uh it, it's, it's so beautiful now when are you going to be in the states i know you spend half your time in hawaii but oh, well, yeah. When are you going to be on the East Coast? <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to be doing a workshop in as my as, name? As soon as you invite me and organize it, I will do that. Okay, beautiful. Well, hey, now, you, you just gave me a challenge, and I'm yeah. up to that challenge. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So have, you, have you been to the East Coast of the United not, States? No, not yet. I do a lot of teachings in, the, in Europe all over the place. Right. And um, I got a call myself three years ago that if I would not start to do more workshops in nature, I would lose my own access, my instinctual Mm -hmm. access to the elements and natural forces, and I would get sick. I could go down the timeline, I could could see the disease. So I decided to arrange a lot of workshops or retreats in nature. So what I do now is um, I do... In March, um, 12th of March, 10 days in Hawaii, Dreamtime in Paradise, beautiful retreat. There are still some spaces open because people don't want to fly over Mm -hmm. due to the one we don't talk about anymore. (laughs) 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 And then Uh in in April, I will do a a week long in... uh, Sedona, great mystery. Okay. So we will hike the vortexes. Yes. And I will do a Mary Magdalene retreat in South France on the Mary Magdalene. So a lot of thanks for your listeners to spontaneous. Yes. yes. Do and um, if you ca- if you organize it, I will come. We oh. can talk about it and. Yes. Uh, well, nature. I I live in the mountains, um, the Pocono Mountains, and. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's beautiful nature retreats that we can. Oh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally on it. Yes, that is definitely. Oh, yeah, you love it. I, I love it here. I know Spirit brought me here 26 years ago, and I am a nature person. I love lakes, and I'm on the water all the time. It's so, yeah, I am so excited, so excited. It's so, also yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What I wanted to say is, um, as regards nature, it, it's one thing to read about it, to read about a vision quest, for instance. 
And it's a second thing to do it. The, the, the map is not the territory. The map is not the experience. We have to do things. I remember when my, my teacher, this white-haired mystic, stood in front of me in Arizona in mm-hmm. 20 years ago and said, well, now go out and look for a teacher. I stare at him, what, you are my teacher. No, you go out and look for a teacher. I said, you are my teacher. Well, you go out, you let yourself be taught by the stars, by by the sand, by the plants, by an animal, mm. which speaks to you. When you, Thomas, start the communication first, and I, so the Western mind looks at, it, at him and says, well, yeah, okay. But the heart is open for the adventure. Yes. Yes, yes. Then it's like, then you are there sitting on that mountain for hours and nothing speaks to you. Nothing. <laughs> You're dehydrated after 10 hours and then you go back to a camp or sleep there and the second day nothing speaks to me as well and the third day nothing speaks to me. There are two eagles in the distance. They don't talk to me. <laughs> and it's like, um, and I'm about to finish that experiment. Right. But then down... On the bottom of that mountain, I see two squirrels playing with each other. And um, suddenly I'm touched because of the playfulness. And and I sit down and I send a thought down there. And the thought is, okay, last try. Squirrel, if you are my teacher, show it to me. Mm. So one squirrel stops, looks up. I find that nice, but... That is not proof enough for me. It just stops and looks up, right? Okay. So it starts, it leaves its companion and coming closer, 100 meters, 50 meters, mm-hmm. 20 meters, and I'm just not moving at all. One meter sits itself on the stone opposite to me, looks at me, and does this. Okay. <laughs> Now that to me. Yes. And then a second time. <laughs> I, that is amazing. I restless. I, I, I didn't know what to do. That was amazing. And then it's, it just stares in my eye for two minutes and then it leaves. Um, yes. Reconnecting its companion and I think, uh-huh, now Squirrel is my teacher. What now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then I didn't go into the next New Age bookstore, Squirrel, tick, 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 tick. I just wanted to be in touch with the magic of that moment or stay in touch. The thing was, after this connection, I was flooded with squirrels. I didn't know that in this retreat center there were squirrels at all. Mm -hmm. 40, 50 squirrels. They were showing me where they were living. They were kissing in front of my car. They were coming from the left, from the right. They were all over. They were all over me. That's an amazing experience. Nine months later, I was with um, in California um, on a retreat, and I was walking with two, four persons um, close to the Pacific shore and the Silomar, and then suddenly a great gray squirrel crossed the way, and I was like spontaneously, oh, my teacher. And a Native American medicine woman, a la Shining Star, she was catching the phrase, and she was like, what? <laughs> Squirrel is your teacher? Like, this, like, like, like um, X-raying me with her eyes, like, Squirrel is your teacher? <laughs> a very powerful Native American Indian voice. I was 
Yes, squirrel is my teacher. teacher. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it means when squirrel is your teacher? <laughs> I said, no, but squirrel is my teacher. And then she was X-raying me for a third time and um, saying, well, if you, if squirrel is your teacher and you don't know what it means, I will um, gift you with the squirrel teaching of my tribe. Mm. I was so overwhelmed because I, I, I never looked for it in any books. I saw it, maybe it comes to me. Right. And then uh, two hours later, she comes with two, like, scriptures, rolls, handwritten. Yes. Offering me the squirrel teaching of her scribe as a, um, as a gift to my soul. And I was so touched because that was to, to her tribe, squirrel lives in the heart of the standing people, the trees. And um, it connects heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. It's a heart medicine. It's beloved by children. It's quick. It it's, it's, has light, light speed. And at the same time, when it gets silent, and when you look into the eye of the squirrel, you can reconnect with great mystery and so on and so forth. A lot more aspects. And I was so touched by that. Yes. And since then, um, wow. among others, Squirrel is one of my great um, buddies and mentors and friends. Uh, it, it comes at the most unusual, uh, in the most unusual situations. Wow. It's, I did my very first workshop in Munich, mm -hmm. um, first heart-centered workshop ever, and I was so nervous. Never presented the material never stepped out as a spiritual teacher before. And I enter this uh, yoga center something in the morning, and then a, uh, a student comes and says, Thomas, uh, it's the most unusual thing which happened just five minutes ago. There was a squirrel surrounding the center all the time. Yes. Then it went up that tree, took a great cone, and it put it right on the doormat. <laughs> was like, mm, wow, um, oh my goodness. Oh, this, this is for me. It's, yes. I, so, um, wow. we get these blessings. And what I love about it is, this is something you cannot control, right? Right. right. Well, you cannot make up. It just happens. It just happens, and, yes. And, and your heart opens up and you're happy about it, if it happens. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. That's what I, what I love. If, if we connect, yes. And, and if we don't try to control it, just stay open that the answers are coming. That is so true. That is so true. And trust and know that you're being guided in every moment. You're being guided. And trust that, yes. Oh, that's such a beautiful, beautiful story. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I am, I'm like, I have goosebumps. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. So share with our, our, our viewers how they can get in touch with you and how they can follow you and um, your, your website. Yeah, the website is thomasyoung.com. Okay. thomasyoung.com. Okay. And everything is there. There's a German and an English part to it. Yes. Um, I would love to see all you guys in Hawaii, show Hawaii to you. Oh, the, I would love to go to Hawaii. But I, believe me, I'm bringing you to the Poconos. Believe me, I'm telling you. You, yeah. you, will, you will be in the Poconos. 
but I would love to go to Hawaii. I'd love to go to Hawaii. Um, I was like, I love to YouTube. I, I was watching videos of you on YouTube. I couldn't find any videos of you on YouTube in English. No, and, really <laughs> and I said, oh my goodness, I hope he speaks English because I wouldn't know how. But then I knew we emailed and you were, we, you called me actually. So I knew you, yes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I said, I was looking for English videos of you. It's like, okay, I have to learn German. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. It doesn't sound that good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful show. You're su uh, such a delight. I'm definitely going to stay in contact. Definitely going to. Um, now, when are you going to be in Hawaii? You, uh, the March. Next March, okay. Next month, actually, 12th of March to 22nd. So if somebody wants to jump up, just okay. go to the website. Okay, and, and what are the dates of the retreat in Hawaii again? What are the, the dates? Uh, March 12th to March 22nd. Okay. That's just uh, before, before Easter starts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been so great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I appreciate it. This has been so joyous. And I'm, I'm so glad you said let's videotape because normally it's a, a radio show, but I love videotaping this. Absolutely. Thank you. And we will Thank be you. in touch. We'll stay in touch. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Aloha to everybody. Okay. Bye bye.